I was talking with some friends recently, and it came up how uh, often and easy it is for adults and even parents to lie to children. Maybe you know, uh, maybe, you've, uh, maybe you've heard a lie or two uh, growing up. Here's a particular one that, wow, wow, unbelievable that people would tell this to their children. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. That is not true. This is the opposite is true. And I was thinking about, I was thinking about all the things that I heard growing up that helped lead me to become an atheist the moment I started to think for myself. Yeah. It's like big su- surprise. But this is one of them. Because what is the assumption behind that saying? The assumption behind that saying which it seems like a very innocent saying, right? You're just trying to tell kids not to be so sensitive that even if their emotions are hurt, they're not going to die. But what the, what the assumption is, is the truth about you is your flesh, not your spirit, not your heart. It's a reduction of the world and to humanity, to the material. And it's just like that. So you're saying, what we're saying is the real thing about real life within you is bodily life, not spiritual life. And of course, we all know from our own experience uh, that that is not true, that what is most important is to have a life full of meaning. Because without meaning, uh, sorry, not sorry, without meaning, you don't get out of your bed and go to the kitchen and eat. You stop eating without meaning. So the life of the spirit is, is primary. But we see these things and, and it's and this is a work to look at what we to look at the surface and say, well, what's going on behind this? This is one of the things that I discovered that I think is terrible about the self-help stuff. And even if it comes to us, maybe not being strictly self-help, uh, a way of looking at life that's about a program, that's about goals, that's about getting up and doing this, because it begins by looking at life with a preconception. It begins with this assumption. I already know what life is about. Now all I have to do is get up and do it. This is the whole thing about it's like, I have my life goals, which already assumes that I already know everything there is to know. I just have to get up and go and work and do it, which is already the end of life. I bring this up because this is one of the most fascinating parts of any of the four gospels, today's gospel. His interaction with this Syrophoenician woman is unlike any other interaction he has. This back and forth in which what seems to happen is that the Syrophoenician woman wins up against Jesus. He, he gets them. He's like, oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. The dogs do eat the scraps. Yeah. And because of this, uh, I will give you what you want. This back and forth. It's wonderful because you see Jesus conceives his mission as to the children of Israel, as to the Jews. He doesn't come into the world and say, I have to go preach to the entire world like this, as if, you know, he wasn't going to start in a particular place, as if he wasn't going to choose 12 apostles, as if everybody is chosen in the same exact way, this whole idea of uh, a universal election. God's election is always particular because God's love is always particular. And how always begins with you, with a finite beginning, with a certain place and a historical and spatial uh, setting. 
Always, always the particularity. So Jesus meets the Syrophoenician woman with that in mind. It's like, I'm not, I'm not called to you right now. We'll get to you. We'll get to you. But the children need to be fed first. And then when she comes back at him with this wonderful repost, Jesus changes his mind. The wonderful thing to change your mind in front of reality. Because you see, the assumption behind the way Jesus sees everything is all of life is relationship with the Father. And therefore, everything, he's always looking. The eyes are open. What's going to happen? Father, what do you want from me in this time, in this place, from this person? There's no preconception at all. It's this, it's this total openness. Though there is, a, there, is a, there is a mission. But within the mission, there's always the question. The relationship is always primary. And therefore, we, we are called to imitate Jesus in this way. Christ, what do you want from me today? And what's going to happen today? I can't wait to find out. Because you know what? I don't know. Because I don't know everything. But what I do know is that you are here, that you've called me, that you love me, and that you're not finished with surprising me.